Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Hi, I'm Jan Goldstein. This is All That Matters, and so glad you're back here. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the last podcast, we have started getting uh, discovered uh, in India, of all places. Yes. So to all my friends in India, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us. And to everyone else, thank you. I've enjoyed reading your messages on Jan at jangoldstein.com. And please, if you haven't done so already, leave us a rating uh, on your wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, so appreciate it. Let let us know what you think. Um, I've been thinking this week uh, a, a bit about regrets. I've been hearing a couple friends talk about things they regret not having been able to do this year. And of course, we've all been limited in the past year. And we're digging ourselves out of it. And oh gosh, we have a lot of hope with vaccines and with numbers coming down. And we're just hoping for people's health and we're hoping for improvement and we're part of that affirmation. But I have to tell you, um, in thinking about regrets, of course, I think about what Jonathan Larson said uh, in Rent. Um, Forget regrets or life is yours to miss. And I think there's a a place for that. If you are living with so many regrets that you can't even see the life in front of you, well, that's a problem. But I think that as we grow in years and mileage, we can often be nudged by a memory or a task uncompleted or a word never spoken. Maybe one or two that particularly um, have nudged their way into us and won't let go. And I... In those cases, I have a feeling that regrets can serve a useful purpose. With focus and a creative heart, we can use these nagging pieces of unfinished business to know ourselves in ways that reveal ever more colors in our life's mosaic. The initial task is to sift and sort the regrets. And some regrets were serve only to torpedo our existence, while others can knit themselves into our lives and nudge us toward redemptive acts. For example, the day you missed your daughter's big piano recital because you got caught up in the the minutiae of uh, office problems and you lost track of time. Now, that seems like a problem from another universe right now. You remember piano recitals, things like that. But they're coming back. They'll be back. And any family event you might have missed, you lost track of time, or something you regret not attending, I mean, that's a tough one. Tough especially because in the case uh, of many of us, it's all too human and all too preventable. Now, if you ever went through that, and I didn't go through that, but I've been through other experiences where I, showed up late to something or somehow thought something wasn't so important and it turned it out turned out to be. And in the case of a daughter, if you missed her piano recital or her play or tears cut so deep you thought they'd never yield. 
And you probably kicked yourself plenty over it and the bruises still show. Hopefully when things like this happen and they do happen to all of us, we use the memory to ensure it doesn't happen again. That is the gift and the pain of missed opportunities. We can learn. Many of us did not seize an opportunity to close a particular circle to finish unfinished business. Perhaps we can't find the courage. We need to speak a few words that need to be spoken or that words have been left unsaid for years and the years left uh, regret marinating below the surface. And after some time, it's transformed into a veritable stew of heartache. But then life and circumstances change and they will change as circumstances invariably do. And we are ready to receive the gift of closure. Any regret you have right now, you could be using this time or this opportunity with all our limitations to reach some kind of closure. A close family friend of ours Uh, an extremely popular woman, poised and talented, with a loving husband and children, accomplished in ways many dream of being accomplished. But years ago, she latched onto a friendship with another woman who had served as a kind of mentor in her personal growth. The two had been inseparable, planning projects, sharing advice, family dinners, the good life of two people who care about each other. And then, After some time, the mentor slowly began to pull away. She called less often, allowing weeks to go by between contact. She had little time for the caring personal counsel that was her hallmark. This ever happened to you? Our friend tried to change herself to become more like the other person in order to return to her good graces. Of course, it didn't work. Finally, our friend received a note which simply said, we've outgrown this relationship between us. Life is full of changes. I wish you the best. Ouch. Our friend was stunned. And it was painful for her husband and those of us who love her to see how deep was her sense of abandonment. With all other doors of friendship and family open to her, Our friend could only see the one that was closed. Can you relate? I can. She felt as if some life force had been stripped away. She pulled away, not having the strength to confront her former friend and regretting it every day. Only with the passage of time and through growth in seeing herself positively, did our friend finally come to be able to confront the unfinished business? Recent, uh, recently after that occurred, it took about a month or so, she composed a letter that outlined the patterns of their relationship, the mentor-apprentice feel of it, the different directions their lives had been going, the more public role that she, the younger of the two, had that may have caused some jealousy. 
She was also able to say that her life had no room for anyone who didn't want to be in it, and that she understood people can fall away from each other, and the world won't end. Indeed, she thanked the mentor for the gifts of their friendship and shared a prayer for the woman's own life's journey. With that, she hand-delivered the letter and at peace with herself, moved on. During the time that our friend was feeling so abandoned and cut off and recognizing the dark hole of regrets in which she found herself, I wrote her the following poem. Perhaps for any of gone or are now going through some form of rejection, some form of problem in a relationship that needs closure. Maybe it may shed some light on the gift you can receive the, with the awareness of your own inner strength. It's called The Way Home. We experience abandonment like a kiss from the universe removed from the heart. A presence and an acknowledgement have vanished, leaving behind the echo of what was, the emptiness of what is. Traveling the river of rejection, we seemingly are forced, without benefit of oars or rudder, to find our way back to a happiness we once called home. And so, for a time, we drift in search of a lifeline, glimpsing along the way remnants of a relationship floating by, observing as if outside ourselves, as these pieces of lost souls wash ashore at various embankments beyond our reach. Until the day arrives, a dawning of awareness, and we see perhaps more clearly than ever before, that our lifeline was within us all the time. And as with Dorothy and Oz, we carry within our own hearts the ability to take ourselves home. In order to receive the gift of closure, the peace of mind and heart that come with it, we need to find that place within us that bridges the river of rejection and the chasm of abandonment. We begin to receive the gift when we see the loose strands of our lives as opportunities for personal growth, for learning from our pain. Finishing unfinished business, whenever it happens, is a celebration of our individuality. For it means we have received loud and clear the message the universe has been sending us. We carry within our own hearts the ability to take ourselves home. I wish you the closure of unfinished business and a week ahead of hope, of affirmation, taking your regrets and finding your way home. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this, this is all that matters.